This is Oasis City Radio Music. This is Oasis City Radio Music. This is Oasis City Radio Music. Twenty-four hours a day at oasiscityradio.com. Tune in, iHeartRadio, and the Oasis City Radio app. This is Oasis City Radio music. Oasis City Radio. This is Revive All with Oasis City Church Columbus, featuring pastors Bill Thamalaris and Adam Stewart. Hi, this is Bill Thamalaris. You're listening to Revive All from Oasis City Church. Now get ready to hear an encouraging word from Pastor Rob Yanock. I am so honored to be here today. Uh, First two services went really awesome. And man, look at you, you're here today. And I've come to encourage you. I've got a word from the Lord. Um, But uh, Dr. Sandy gave me a word during worship. Um, And I, I need to tell you it because I have... I am not just preaching a sermon this morning, okay? Um, if you've come for that, I, you'll get inspired, but it's more than a sermon. It's a, it's a word from the Lord. And she leaned over to me and said that I had been sent on assignment to break the spirit of death. Physical death, spiritual death, Emotional death, death in a marriage. That's all I've come to do today, and we're going to do that. It's going to be done. Listen, I had a word in the the second service during the the worship because it was just off the charts, man. The presence of God is here. How about our worship team, y'all? Listen, listen, and... The Holy Spirit uh, spoke to me to tell people this too shall pass. So I'm coming also to tell you that you shall live and not die. Even though you feel like you're dying sometimes, you shall live and not die because you're called to declare the works of the Lord. I'm, I'm here today because of that. I'm here today because I'm a miracle today, Uh, because everything doesn't go as planned like we think. I'm coming today, I'm going to speak to you on this word, weathering life's unexpected moments. Sometimes things just happen. It comes out of nowhere. You didn't plan it. Al Roker didn't warn you of the storm. It just takes place. A storm is, by definition, a disturbance of the normal condition of the atmosphere, and it always manifests with not good things. Winds, unusual forces, wrong directions, just bad stuff. Excuse me. And whether your life today has been turned upside down by illness, the death of a loved one, I've experienced both of those, 
in one weekend. Um, financial difficulty, job loss, relational problems, marriage problems. They, these things come to upset the normality of your life. And those of you who are type A personalities can got to be, have every, your hand on everything. <coughs> Listen to me. That doesn't always work out, especially you planners. Because there was something that happened to me here recently that I did not plan. It was a storm. It was an unexpected moment. Four weeks ago this weekend, I was rushed to the hospital with what I thought was the flu, a bad case of the flu, or COVID, but it wasn't COVID. It ended up being type A flu. Um, Monday night, I was feeling off. I had chicken noodle soup with the family on Tuesday that hardly could eat it. I was not feeling good, had 101 fever. Wednesday, I started feeling worse. Don't you hate sickness? Yeah, so does Jesus. And he's the healer. So if you're battling sickness this morning, God's a healer. And it's a promise in his word. And um, I started feeling really bad. Really, really bad. Couldn't eat. Thursday, unexpected turn for the worse. Um... 102, 103 fever. I hadn't eaten in three days, and my blood sugar was logged in at 675. It was registering high, and I hadn't eaten in three days. And um, I thought, something's not right. I could hardly breathe. My breathing was sporadic. I had chest pains, um, stomach pains, pains in my lower back, um, don't mean to be off color, but Thursday, between Thursday morning and Friday morning, I had thrown up over almost 60 times. My wife says she quit counting after 50. I, I couldn't hold anything down, and I, I told her. Now, you know, us guys, when we're sick, my wife says we tend to exaggerate how we're feeling just a little and, um, <clears throat> you know, Thursday during the day, you know, she said, just calm your breathing down. You're breathing too heavy. Just breathe in and breathe out. And she's trying to tell me, you're going, it's just the flu. You're going to be okay. And Thursday night, about one o'clock in the morning when I hadn't slept, and I was walking, I couldn't even sit. I was in so much pain. I told her, I said, this is not the flu. Something is not right. I said, babe, I feel like I'm dying. And that may have been exaggerated. Because I tend to be a baby when it comes to that. You women, man, you guys are troopers. You guys are tough as nails. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and, and she knew about 1.30, the Lord spoke to her and said, get him into the doctor. So she jumps on my chart for Ohio Health and sees that my family doctor has an 8 a.m. opening. Who does that? No doctors ever have any opening. Six years from now, they do. <laughs> and I'm not jumping your case, you wonderful doctors that are here or listening to me. Eight o'clock in the morning, and, and after being up all night, 
and having just felt like I was dying, I lasted 30 seconds on that call. I couldn't even go into the doctor's office. We did it online. And after 30 seconds, my doctor said, stop whatever you're doing. Get straight to the ER now. This is a matter of life and death. And she didn't tell me why she thought that. But when I got to the emergency room, Trisha took me to the emergency room and um, they didn't even keep me in triage. They took me straight back to the ER and um, started running blood work. And, and the doctor came in after 15 minutes and he said, Mr. Yanok, you're a very sick man. That was his opening statement. Mr. Yanok, you're a very sick man, but you look pretty good. I know I look good. How about my shoes? You know, how beautiful are the shoes of them that preach the gospel, right? No. I was told by my daughter a few months ago, Dad, you, get us, you need to step up your shoe game. Okay, I stepped. Well, listen, so he, that was his opening statement. And he said, Mr. Yanok, you're a very sick man, but you look good. Um, you are sepsis. And you are in DKA, which means diabetes, ketoacidosis. All of your uh, major organs are shutting down. And I said, huh? He said, sir, you're dying. But we're, we're going to try not to let that happen. And I said, don't try. Come on. Do or do not. There is no try, you know? I did Yoda. And I said, Doc, don't try, just do. I said, are you serious? He said, and he said, I don't mean to alarm you. Well, you are alarmed. <laughs> he said, if you would have waited one more day, you would have not been alive. He said, you would have gone into a coma in the middle of the night and not woke up. You know, that, that shocks you. That, that, that is an unexpected moment. My parents are here today and my dad... Is a, is, a, is a miracle. December 5th, 2011, they, were all, they came to church and, and then they went back to home. And at three o'clock in the morning, I get a call from my mom, pray your dad is having a heart attack. And he ended up having blockages in five of the arteries and massive heart attack and all this stuff. He had an, an unexpected moment. We have these unexpected moments in life. I wasn't expected. I wasn't expecting to die. I wasn't expected to be all put in ICU when he said, You're, we're putting you in critical care. You're in critical condition. We're putting you in ICU. I'd never been to the hospital. Not ever. Just to go visit and pray for people. My job is to raise people up and get them healed and delivered. And here I am being put in the hospital and my mind is racing. God, where did this come from? What, what did I, and then I thought, what did I do wrong? And I've come to tell you, you've done nothing wrong. Because this is not about where you've been or what you've done. The hell you're going through or you've been through, it's about where you're going. Well, let's, let, let's look at the scripture. Look at Luke 8, 22. You know the outcome because I'm here, right? Yes, sir. As, as the psalmist 
Billy Joel once prophetically saying, I'm still staying. No, Elton John, after all these years, I'm still here. Listen to me. You're going to face things that come unexpectedly. I looked at Dr. Sandy when she came. I got on the front. Oh, my. She'd been through it. Got a few scrapes and bruises. You're going to, that happens in life. Okay, well, look what this. One day Jesus said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side of the lake. So they got in a boat and set out. Now listen, if God says to you, you're going to get to do this and get to go here and get to see this and experience that, get in the boat, we're going to the other side. How many know you're going to get to the other side? But he doesn't tell you what's going to happen while you're getting to the other side. Okay, because that's the issue. Okay. They didn't expect a storm. Look what happens. So they got in the boat and set out. As they sailed, he fell asleep. Jesus fell asleep. And the Bible says a squall came down on the lake. Now, this is what a squall is. You don't hear that terminology anymore. A squall is a sudden and violent gust of wind, like a hurricane, like a tornado, okay? And it's a localized storm. It happens on one location, okay? They don't see it coming. It just happens. And here's what it includes. Wind, rains, snow, and sleep. So when it rains, it pours. It's everything coming on at one time. And the boat was starting to be filled with water. And they they were in danger. And disciples went and woke him up saying, Master, Master, we're going to drown. Well, no, they're not. Because he said, we're getting in the boat, we're going to the other side. We're not going to drown, but watch what happens. He gets up, rebukes the wind and the raging waters, and the storm subsided, and all was calm. Then he goes, where, was, where is your faith? Well, it, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going, we're going through the storm. Water's filling the boat, we're going to drown. Where is your faith? What Jesus was trying to tell them was, it's not about the water getting in the boat. It's about the mess getting in your head. It's about the fear getting in your heart. And he wanted to address it. Where's your faith? And he asked his disciples in fear and amazement. They looked at one another. Who is this? He commands the winds and the water even to obey him. These fear squalls of storms that we are faced with and we didn't expect it. And it just happens. These things, listen to me, Tried to destroy your peace. Tried to destroy your happiness, your, your, your dreams, and you're just struggling just to stay afloat. I'm sure I'm talking to some people today that like, it took everything within you just to get your butt out of bed to come to the 1130 service. If the word butt offend, I'm sorry. I shouldn't. My parents here, my mom will say, you shouldn't have said that. When these storms come, it's not what happens to you. It's what's happening in you. Because I can tell you, I laid hooked up to all these IVs and monitors and laying in a hospital ER or a ICU bed. I was wondering, what did I do? There's something I did. No, no, it's what was happening inside of me. 
because something was going on on the inside of me. And it's crazy how these storms strike us so quick. But I want to tell you something. Storms never dictate God's direction. God is, you know, God wasn't surprised when I was in the hospital. He didn't freak out. I did. My wife was super calm. I was watching her the whole time because I thought, well, she's calm. Now she gets worried. Yeah, you better worry, right? And, but she never let me see that she, when they said ICU, critical condition, DKA, organ shutting down in your sepsis, I could see in her eyes that that's not what she was expecting. And later she told me she felt the, the Lord say, it's going to be okay. And I'm like, well, you could have told me that too. That's like my uncle called on me on the following Tuesday to check on me. He was fishing in Florida, getting ready to catch a bass, and the Holy Spirit said, this before he knew, he didn't know I was sick, didn't know anything, says, tell Robbie everything's going to be okay. And he was like, well, Lord, why? What? And so he thought, I'll, I'll get a chance, I'll call him and tell him, but he never did. He's catching more fish. And then he tells me on Tuesday, I'm like, well, I wish you would have told me that before I went in. Here's what, here's what we got to understand. He's never surprised by the storms. He'll lead us through the storms because the presence of God is not only with us in the quiet places, but the presence of God is with us in the chaotic places. The, the places that we can't control the circumstance and the situations at, that we're dealing with. Listen, if you go where God leads you always, you will go through a storm to get there. But listen, when you come out of the storm, you're not going to be the same person that went into the storm because that's what the storm is all about. That's what the storm is all about. And God doesn't lead us into a storm without giving us the power and the faith to overcome that storm. I like what 2 Corinthians 4 says. Now we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that his all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. And then he says this, Paul goes, we are pressed on every side, but not crushed. You feel pressed today? You feel overwhelmed? We're, we are perplexed, but we are not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. Here's, here's a couple things I want you to know. If you're in a storm right now, if you've had an unexpected moment, hit your life, hit your finances, hit your marriage, hit your health, this too shall pass. You will not die. Watch, watch this, watch this. Number one, the storm is not about where you've been or what you've done. It's about where you are going. God's got a plan for you. God's got a destiny for you. And God knows what that is. And sometimes you have to go through hell to get to your heaven. Listen, listen. He knew about the storm. Listen, and don't ever assume that God will take us around something most of the time, God takes us through it. We want breakthrough, like Dr. Sandy said, but we don't want to break through. We don't want to walk through it. Because we don't like the disruption. We don't like the pain. I don't like pain. That's why I'm glad I'm not a woman. 
Man, my, I'm t- my wife popped out five babies. Oh, I, she's amazing. I mean, just like, hey. And up and at them, recovered, you know, loving. I mean, just admit, you, you listen, we honor you ladies, just so we do, okay? We honor you ladies, okay? That's why God chose you and not us. Watch, 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 watch. Not all storms come because of where you've been and what you've done. But because God has a plan for you. And if you're going through it right now, oh, listen, the battle, if the battle you're going through is so tough, the reward is even greater. The reward is greater. You got something, you're going through right here. You go, oh, I got something big coming my way. Somebody say amen. amen. Number two, number two, God anticipated these storms and is with you. He is with you. Isaiah, I love this verse, 43, 2. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. You know, faith does not mean trusting God to stop the storm. Faith is trusting him to be with us as we walk through the storm. Can I tell you, faith always finds a way. And listen, you know, and I know, we've all been through difficult times in the past. What makes this one different? Can I tell you, can I tell you this? You survived too many storms to be bothered by raindrops. Whoa. You've been through too many trials and tribulations and sicknesses in the past to give up on God because he hasn't given up on you. Listen to me. When we've been unfaithful to him, he's always been faithful to us. He's never left us. He's been with us every step of the way. Cause I can tell you, I was going Thursday, Thursday night, when I can't even get comfortable and I can't even think and I can't even hold anything down and I'm shivering and my chest hurts and my, I can't hardly breathe. I did go this, God, where are you? Why am I feeling this way? I've never felt this sick before. What is wrong with me? And all I could feel, you know, we're, we're humans was his presence. And I'm like, okay, listen, listen. When we're in a storm, we want explanations. Why is this happening to me? Why is this going on? Can I tell you, quit asking for explanations. You don't need an explanation because that's not going to change how you feel. If God says to you, well, yeah, you're sick right now because you ate some things you shouldn't ate. You know what? Or you're going through this because this you did this. Or you're going through this because my hand is upon you and I just, you're going to come out better. That's not going to make you feel any better. Oh, thank you, Lord. That, yeah, okay, I'm going to be better because of this. And my faith is going to be stronger. It doesn't change it. But you know what you do need? You don't need an explanation. You need the presence of God. The only thing we need to ask when we're going through something difficult is, God, I need your presence. That's why this morning when we're lifting up our voice, that's why get your bottom to church. 
And they're singing, draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord. You have no other choice but to let your heart and spirit draw close to God. And you're going to feel his presence. I was looking for my handkerchief in that second. I told Brad, go find my handkerchief. I can't. I, I couldn't even see. I'd dig my glasses off. I felt the presence of God. And I'm going to tell you, one moment in his presence makes up for four days of being in the ER. If we can just get his presence. Psalms 138, though I walk in the midst of trouble, you preserve my life. You stretch out your hand against the anger of my foes. With your right hand, you save me. He's with you. Listen, number three, allow these unexpected moments to strengthen your life and your faith and your family. Because that's what, it's, that's what it's about. I love what Jesus said in John chapter 16, verse 33. He said, I have told you these things, that in me you're going to have perfect peace. Where's peace at? It's not found in the world. It's found in Christ. This is where you're going to find perfect. And you know what I've noticed about peace? You don't need peace when you have peace. You don't need peace when everything is calm. When everything is going your way, the money's good, the marriage is good, your health is good, you're not sitting there going, Lord, I need some peace. No, you know what you're doing? When all hell is breaking loose, when everything is going wrong and you don't know where, how you're going to pay the bills and you're sick and you don't know why you're sick and, you're not, and nothing's getting better, you're not going, that's when you go, I need peace. It's when everything is falling apart that everything is coming together. Wow. Didn't Paul say he works all things together for my good? He's working it out. He was working it out when I felt like I was dying and it wasn't over-exaggerated. I was. So I leaned over to Trisha when we, they got me situated in my room. I said, so when I said to you, I felt like I was dying. <laughs> you know where I'm going with this. I said, I, I wasn't exaggerating, was I? Even though you, th <laughs> you thought I was. I, and I was. I said, see? We don't always over well, sometimes, but we don't always do it. He said, in this, you'll have me, perfect peace in me. In the world, you're going to have tribulation and sickness and distress and trials and suffering. But be, of be good courage, be courageous, be confident, undaunted, be filled with joy, for I have overcome the world. I love what 1 John said, 5, 4, whoever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Even our faith. Somebody say faith. faith. Listen, faith. Faith can get you through anything. Faith is your position. Your, your physically, your position may be you feel horrible. Your finances may be a mess. That's physical. But faith is your position to overcome all of that. Listen, you're, the next thing I want you to know, number four, your storm is always for a reason, and your storm is only for a season. Can I tell somebody here today, you're going to outlast it. I mean, the devil can keep doing what he's doing. The situation can keep going in the direction it's going, but you're going to outlast it. 
you're stronger because not of your own strength, but because of who is in you. Greater is he that's within me than he that's in the world. Savon, I don't know what this means, but God said to be ready for a second round of blessing. So there's a second. I didn't know there was a first, but he said there's a second. So just whatever. Okay. You're going to outlast what you're dealing with. Listen, the darkest hour of the night only lasts 60 minutes. Here's the other thing. Charlie Chaplin said, nothing is permanent in this wicked world, not even our troubles. It's not going to last. Paul said, for our light and momentary affliction and trouble is working for us. It's achieving an eternal glory that outweighs them all but you got to fix your eyes. You know, it's hard to put your eyes on Jesus. Remember the old song, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Can I tell you that is, it's easy to sing, but it's hard to do. It's hard to do when you got a fever and you're shaking and you're throwing up and your body's in pain and you feel like it. It's hard to do. But he said, fix your eyes on, not on what is seen, but what is unseen. I, I remember the passage in Luke 22 is simply this. Jesus is talking to Simon. And he says, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift you like wheat. Now, I'm hoping if Jesus and Satan are having a conversation and Jesus says, Robbie, Robbie, Satan has asked me to sift you like wheat. I'm going to go, well, what'd you tell him? What'd you, what'd you tell him, Jesus? And his response is, but I pray for you. No, I don't, no. Stop him from sifting. <laughs> Jesus, stop him from attacking. Stop him from taking my money. Stop him from taking my health. No, no, Jesus said, watch. I have prayed for you, Simon. I have prayed for you, Robbie, that your faith, put your name in there, that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned back, strengthen your brother. I'm here today because Jesus prayed for me. The Holy Spirit ever lives making intercession for the saints. I'm here because his prayers work. And so do yours. Because when I was being discharged on Monday night, the doctor said to me, Mr. Yanok, you were a very sick man when you came in here. And he said, I'm going to say this again, you were dying, but we have never seen a recovery that quick. I said, what's, what's the recovery status? He said, most of the time when they come into that situation, they don't leave the hospital they pass away. Others, they get a recovery of a week or two, and then they overcome. He said, you are a miracle. And I don't know if you're a person of faith. I said, oh, okay, don't get me started. <laughs> yes, I am. And I know I had people praying for me, family members praying for me. My church was praying for me. 
He said, well, the Lord heard them. So when I say Satan may be trying to attack you and trying to kill you and try to sift you as weak and all you hear is God saying, I'm praying for you. His prayers work. Jesus' prayers always go answered. Watch, 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 watch. He said, I want to encourage you to strengthen your... I'm here strengthening you today and encouraging you that whatever hell you're going through, you're going to get through it. If I got through it, my dad's got through it. Some of you, Dr. Sandy got through it. Some of you been through what you've been through. Listen, there's a, we could be here for 16 hours with testimony after testimony of, look what the Lord has done. We really could. We really could be here long because God, what he does for one, he will do for somebody else. Okay, here's what you got to know. Here's what you got to hear. When you go through these things, sometimes there's some scars left over, right? I, like I, I had a surgery, never been in a hospital. It was outpatient. I tore my meniscus years ago because me and my son Christian and my son Grayson were playing WWE wrestling while Trisha was on a cruise with her family with her sisters and mom and stuff. And I remember jumping over the couch to jump on the boys. <laughs> and when I hit the ground, I thought, oh, something just happened. <laughs> and when, after about a month of me suffering in pain, Trisha made me go to the doctors and we found out that I tore my meniscus on my right knee. So that they scheduled a surgery, and I went in for, it was an outpatient, went in for surgery. And so after I recovered, I looked at my knee, there was, there's, and there's still two scars here today. You know, some of the hell that we go through, sometimes, you know, God gets us through there. And some of the sicknesses that we face, and we get heals, but sometimes there's scars. You know what the scars do? The scars are reminders of how life and the enemy failed trying to break us. And you may have some scars emotionally and spiritually in your past, but I'm telling you, it's all that is is reminding you that it didn't work. You are still here. You are still walking. You are still serving God. He still has you. Come on, somebody. All right, three things. Here's what you got to do when you are faced with unexpected moments of storms. Number one, take time to pray and meditate. And I can tell you this, it's the last thing you want to do sometimes because you don't feel like it. And that's where others are involved, where they can pray for you when you feel like you can't. But I'm going to tell you something, how prayer is powerful. You don't even have to formulate words. Yeah. Romans says, just sometimes you just have to grunt. And that's what I was doing. Yes. Trisha has a video of me laying in the ICU going... <gasps> That's all I that's all I was doing. I and I didn't know I was asleep, but I couldn't it was my breathing and she she you know I said you need to send that to me. Cuz I want that to be a reminder of what God brought me through. And you know what though and I dawned on me cuz I couldn't pray. But I was. Cuz sometimes your spirit your spirit prays. And if you have other people praying for, but prayer should always be our first thing, not our last thing. Prayer should never be a foreign language to any of us. Listen, Paul said to pray continually, never stop praying. Jesus said this in Luke 18, told his disciples that they should always pray and not give up. 
God is, listen, that's why it's very important that we pray for one another. Not forget, not say, hey, I'll pray for you. No, if somebody says, hey, Brad, I need prayer. Pray pray right now. Lady came to me in the back and told me what she was going through. And she said, you would pray. I said, yeah, I'm going to pray right now. Because, you know, you're human. You'll forget it three hours from now. But those words of prayer are powerful because prayer does what God does. Prayers go beyond location. So when you call out somebody's name, when you hear somebody needs prayer, stop whatever you're doing and pray. Because prayer is the most powerful force on this universe. Somebody say amen. Amen. Listen, it'll keep you from fainting. And it kept me from fainting. I'm reminded of the old song, Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Number two, take this time to be still and rest. When Elijah was being attacked by Jezebel, and he was stressed out, felt like committing suicide, felt like giving up. You know what God told him to do? Eat some cake and go take a nap. Listen to me. The most spiritual thing you can do when all hell is breaking loose in your life is go eat some cake and take a nap. Can I tell you something? The world is not going to fall apart because you didn't come to work. And resting is one of the most spiritual things you could ever do. And I'm a go, 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 go type person. I'm an advanced funeral planner. I'm a pastor. I'm a preacher. I, I do funerals. I did 69 funerals last year. I preach on the weekends. I am in real estate. I get up in the morning and I don't stop until that evening. And sometimes it's seven days a week and God like uh, none of this seven days a week stuff anymore. He, when I was down, he said, you have to take a day off. And that's the hardest thing to do. But let, that's why the scripture says we are to labor to enter into the rest. And, and, and God, when I got discharged out of the hospital... Uh, I said, Doc, how do you, what do you want me to do about work? Because I'm in commission sales. If I don't work, we don't make money. We don't get, I don't get paid. I got to meet with people. And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, that ain't happening. You got you to rest, and you got to stay home, and you got to do nothing. So you, I said, so that's your orders? And he goes, yeah. I said, hey, babe, doctor's orders. So we got my recliner set up in my living room, my Ugg blanket. I got an Ugg blanket. I got home, put my jammies on, and for two straight weeks, I laid on my recliner and watched every Western that Hollywood has ever made in 100 years. Hey, our musicians come, please. And um, I had to rest. If you don't break the tensions of daily living, it'll break you. 
It'll break you. The word be still, then when he says in Psalms 46.10, be still and know that I'm God, means to let go of your grip. Come on, those of us who have to have a control on everything, sometimes we just have to let go. I had to learn to let go and not do anything because I needed to recover. I needed to rest. It was the most spiritual thing I did. Can I tell you, let go and let God. You've heard it, okay? Be still. Stop trying to calm the storm. Calm your mind. Calm your spirit. Because it doesn't matter what's going on around you. If you've got a peace that passes all understanding on the inside of you, you can get through any storm, any struggle, any battle, any sickness, any disease. You can overcome it all. And then my last point, my last point is this, refuse to be negative. Refuse to be fearful. Although that's hard too because, man, when he said what he said to me, the doctor did, I got scared. I got nervous. I got a lot of places to go and things to see and people to meet and experiences to have. I wasn't ready. This idea of dying? Nah. That's why I break the spirit of death over you in the name of Jesus. I curse it under the blood of Jesus Christ. I plead the blood. I say to you that you will not die, that you will declare the works of the Lord. There is a peace that's coming to your storm. And we break that right now in the name of Jesus. No weapon. Everyone shout no weapon. No weapon formed against you is going to prosper. No weapon. Because God is greater than any weapon against you. Hold on. So refuse to be negative and fearful. Listen, I love what Psalms 27.1, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Get around, when you're going through something, get around people that are people of faith. Matter of fact, come on, stand with me. Get around people who are people of faith. Guard yourself against negativity. Listen, I'm not so much worried about doubt, because you know what? There was times in that hospital room I was doubting. But doubts are simply ants in the pants to kickstart our faith. And to let you know you still have it. But listen, get you around some people of faith. Listen, I know some people are so negative that when they walk into the room, the lights go out. (laughs) Find you people of faith. Find you friends of faith. Find people that are going to focus on what's right, not what's wrong. Quit being obsessed with crisis. I'm going to tell you what I didn't do sitting there in my recliner for two weeks. Watch the news. Turn that junk off. Colossians 1.11, God will strengthen you in his own great power so that you will not give up when troubles come, but you will be patient. When your faith gets bigger, your storms get smaller. I'm reminded of what Gandalf said in Lord of the Rings for all my Lord of the Ring nerds. Gandalf said nearly... All the lands have been disturbed these days. My land was disturbed. Your land may be disturbed, but here's what he said. But cheer up. 
Something like Jesus said that too, didn't he? Cheer up. Better times are coming. Maybe better than you remember. My daughter Sierra and son-in-law Josh brought our grandbabies to see me on Sunday night. I was feeling a little bit better. I was able to get a shower and I put my sweatpants on and a t-shirt. I got out of that ungodly hospital gown. You know, and I put, and so they, I got done, I came out and they were there. And my grandson night, I love being pappy. Okay. It's the greatest thing in the world. But my, my, my grandson asked Trisha, is this you and pappy's new house? Thought the hospital, cause he saw it was so big and we had our own room and, 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 and Trisha of course is, she thought that was so cute, but that's, that was his. And I said, no, nope. Pappy wants to get out of here really quick. Pappy does not want to live here. But you know, some people live there mentally, even after they've been discharged. Let it go. Be free. Some of you are still bound by relationships that went bad. And you can't move into the next season of what God wants for you or who God has for you. Let that stuff go. Okay, he said, cheer up, better things are coming. And I love what Psalm says, 57, one through three in the message. Be good to me, God. And now I have run to you for dear life. I'm hiding under your wings until the hurricane blows over. I want our prayer helpers to come because I know there are some people going through a hurricane right now. You're going through a squall. It, it, it's, not just, it's not just raindrops on your head. It is pouring. And I was faced... I got discharged on Monday and got a call on Tuesday morning that my best friend that I had for over 40 years, that he and his 10-year-old son and 17-year-old son were killed in a house fire. Discharge, good, recovering, and all of a sudden, the news, this devastating news of loss, of life, of a dear lifelong friend. How do you get through those things? I looked at his wife at the funeral and his kids that survived. How, how, how you can. I'm hiding out under your wings until the hurricane blows over. I call out to high God, the God who holds me together. He sends orders from heaven and saves me. He humiliates those who kick me around. God delivers generous love and he makes good on his word. I don't know who you are this morning, but I would not leave this house without getting up here and getting one of these prayer helpers to agree with you in prayer and to pray for you. You don't even have to do anything. Just come up here and stand and let God strengthen your faith. Father, I just ask you right now in the name of Jesus that you will touch every person that's here. That God, you will just bring healing to those who are sick recover them restore them God to perfect health and I ask you Lord right now we thank you that your goodness and your mercy endures forever I dispatch angels of the living God to go with every person here that your presence God never leaves them nor forsakes them God I thank you for what you're doing and Lord we're going to hear testimony after testimony of the miracle working power of God that no matter what kind of storm comes our way we will get to the other side in Jesus name 
to find out more information about Oasis City Church, you can text more OC, M-O-R-E-O-C, to 94,000. More OC to 94,000. You can also visit our website, oasiscitychurch.com. We'd love to see you in person. We'd love to connect with you. Thanks for joining us today for Revive All. If you'd like to find out more about the church that brought you this program, check out oasiscitychurch.com and look up our social media and live stream on YouTube. Oasis City Columbus is a diverse church that celebrates all cultures and backgrounds no matter where you've been because that's the way the kingdom of heaven is. We invite you to join us Sundays at our main campus in Westerville right off I-270 on East Wind Drive. And you can find all the details at the oasiscitychurch.com website. Thanks for listening today. Revive All is a presentation of Oasis City Church Columbus.